It's Wednesday, and Wednesday means Comic Book Day, and Comic Book Day means U.S. Comics Cast! And we're reporting. That's right, the greatest podcast in the multiverse. Today's host, and every Wednesday's host is none other than the CEO of U.S. Comics, my brother, John Rivera. Uh, yeah, and I am joined this week, as every other week, by the nightman to my dayman, always willing to pay the troll's toll to get into that boy's hole, Charlie Dingaling Rivera. That was a lot to to dissect. If people it do was. not know it's always sunny, <laughs> it would confuse them. But you know what? Wait, if you don't watch it's always sunny, get out of What's it's always sunny? I'm not I'm not familiar. What are you talking How about? How dare you? How dare you? Uh, Happy New Year, sucker. Happy New Year, my friend. And uh and all the other holidays thrown in there. Christmas, Hanukkah, Festivus, all of them. I haven't talked to you uh professionally in a couple of weeks, man. How you been? Good, good. No, uh, no complaints. The break was, the break was uh, refreshing. Uh, iTunes for for those of you that that don't have your own podcast. The, so the two of you, um, it's like really weird though. <laughs> the, the yeah, the podcast schedule with iTunes is just strange. So I had like four thousand emails about the show where they're like, "Don't be afraid if nothing goes up on Christmas." I'm like, I don't, I don't want it to go up on Christmas. How dare you? I'm not doing. I'm never afraid. I'm not doing this show until I can go get my comics every Wednesday Damn at straight. my local comic book dispensary, which sounds way more intense than it is. That's a fancy way of saying yeah, my comic seriously. book stizor. Uh, but I was able to catch it's up like a lot implying on implying at some point comic books were illegal. It, yeah, I'm, and they will be again if I have anything to say about it. That you you want to move a product, baby? Make it all like dark and. And secret. I was able to catch up a lot on my comics, though, and uh, I there's a weird joy I get out of how good some of these weird property comics are. As much as I love my my mm. classic, you know, spandex and capes. Uh, as much as I love, you know, the the dark twisted world of of Constantine and and all the, There's something about these these nostalgic books I get to enjoy the ghostbusters comic is amazing the power rangers comic is amazing sure. these are these are stuff out of left field it's strange and, and you know what one day i think i'm just gonna hand you a giant stack of like the power rangers comic um because you oh, you were man. too old for power rangers bro the comic book is classic superhero excellence it's great man and they they're doing the timetable thing that dc tried with the new 52 but they're doing it successfully there's stuff that's happening like when huh. we were watching the show and there's stuff that's happening like well year i'm one. sure it's a lot easier to do with five characters than it is to do with 500 you know what not inaccurate what's really crazy though is is both the ghostbusters comic and the power rangers comic have very similar arcs going on right now where there's a lot of iterations. So Ghostbusters, it's mostly the same four characters, but in 90 versions. So the Ghostbuster comic has uh -huh. like the cartoon versions versus the movie versions versus the comic book. It's crazy. Uh, but it did pique my interest, huh. and it had me really thinking about those properties that somehow haven't been adapted yet. 
last uh, last episode we were talking about the the there are properties that haven't been adapted. It's, it's yet? crazy. I felt like buying them all myself, but it turns out I don't have any money. Huh. Uh, but it was it was strange because huh. last time we sat down and we talked about even things that I'm obsessed with, like gargoyles, at least had a little bit of a of a comic run. A lot of times it's it's sure. the toy line tie-in, uh, but something like let's say GI Joe. That wound up having quite the opposite. There was a very long-running G.I. Joe comic uh, around mm-hmm. the time of the toys right. and the cartoon. And then, of right. course, it evolved. And, and now the comics are are beasts unto themselves going across different companies. But it had me right, thinking to myself. And they've, they've become important to the canon. Ex- you know, again, one of your favorite. When you think of G.I. Joe's, you really do think of that one specific arc that we were kind of just talking about uh, last episode where... It kind of showed you the inside, and it was the boot camp, and it, and it really gives you amazing insight. There's something really amazing about comic book adaptations and especially continuations. There's something so mm-hmm. amazing to me when you when you take a contained story and you give me, like, well, what happens three years down the road? So it's sometimes a little tropey because people want to jump to the end before they tell the beginning. But it had me really, really kind of thinking of all the stuff I love that I don't get weekly or, or or monthly or bi-monthly uh and i figured that could be that could be a fun little discussion um so so i you know again to to bury the lead we always kind of touch base before it not too much prep time uh hmm. but did you want to sure. start or do you want me to kind of hit you with an example first no man why don't you kick it off you you got the uh you got the floor take absolutely it away. so so i'm gonna start with with a real uh i don't want to say an obvious one but if it's, I almost feel like I'm predicting the future. Uh, I've been I've been neck deep in uh, Red Dead Redemption Two. Uh, that is begging. That world is begging to be explored as a comic book. Uh, it is so nice. it is so rich, and it's hundreds of hours of these. I can picture that in my head. Right, now I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go one step further, and. I, I'm I'm sad because this is actually impossible. But what popped into my head was could you have imagined and 50% of it's impossible. But could you imagine if someone handed that property to Garth Ennis and Steve Dillon? We're talking about the team that put wow. together ju- that 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 ran with Judge Dredd, Hellblazer, Preacher, Punisher. Um sadly, Steve Dillon has passed away and obviously Garth uh Garth Ennis tends to do kind of super super original content with that being said uh preacher in every way is their magnum opus but it feels a little bit like Mm -hmm. a western to me uh, uh, at least um yeah sure and really it's at least the midwest exactly and if you really put together again judge dread hellblazer preacher and punisher if you put them in a blender you have red dead redemption and there's so many, huh. you know, I know you haven't really fully uh, been able to dive into the game yet. Obviously, it's been a, it's been a busy time of year. But, you, I mean, we're, we're talking about Cowboys and Indians done in a way that is taken so seriously because it's been mm-hmm. three games. It started with Red Dead Revolver, which was a fine game. But you talk about Red Dead Redemption 1 and 2, you're talking about two masterpieces. Arguably, Red Dead Redemption 2 is the game of the console generation. That's how good it is. And it mm-hmm. is a narrative 
driven. You could take you you could take any number of of characters and dive into their backstory. You can create another new character. You I mean, it is sure. Red Dead Redemption is amazing to me because it takes place after uh, the 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 gangs and cowboys and crime was at its most rampant. The point of Red Dead Redemption One and Two right. is that they're trying to get rid of it. So easy pitches right, right. is you could do it as an anthology series where every year is a, a different telling. Me personally, I would love to dive into when they first started trying to take these gangs down. Show me the very beginning, uh, the the tip of the spear as it were, to when they were trying to to kind of eliminate everyone and you could really build it with this mm -hmm. awesome backdrop of the of the Vandalier gang uh, being this hard, yeah, totally. this obscenely notorious one and they're always getting close but they're, so this way we're not ruining the games I don't want to necessarily right, re-see right. what the games did, um, but if it was as popular as I think it would be when you were desperate for another uh, iteration or or another uh, book to add to the line, you could very easily uh, hop into to the to the boots uh, or the spurs of uh, of where we were left at the end of the original huh. Red Dead Redemption in the timeline, where we hop into yeah, his son. No doubt. Uh, I mean, I mean, not for anything, but. One of the great things about those games are the characters that are just really uh, briefly dip in and out of the, the narrative. But those are richly crafted characters. You know, you know that they have unless unless they're uh, on the business side of your of your uh, six shooter. Um, you know, they, there are characters that have rich, long stories before and after they come across, uh, you know, you as you progress through the storyline. So, I mean, any of those characters can be picked up and, uh, you know, carried on from there. Or you can look in their history and see how they got to that point. Yeah, man, that's that's a dynamite pull. Yeah, really I, and, and honestly, it's it's <clears throat> such a good story. And what's, what's really amazing is... Uh, I, and I, I'm not entirely sure. I know I know the head writer, Dan Huser. Um, he was the producer. He was the co-founder and vice president uh, of creativity for Rockstar. If you put if you, and mm -hmm. again, it's like he's a busy dude, I'm sure. But if you put that writing team together huh. just to pen out even a draft, knowing what this world is supposed sure. to feel mm -hmm. like, knowing so many of these cutscenes, man, you put down the controller and you're you're well, taken I away. I got one. I got one better for you, Charlie. Imagine with a, a game of this scope, when they're really putting everything, all the pieces together. Um, imagine how much story uh, and and canon had to get clipped out and ended up on the you know on the cutting room floor, as it were. So even if it was just um, you know uh, content that didn't make it into the game. People can pick up those pieces and and run with them for days. I'm sure there's plenty of material that they already had crafted that just didn't get it to the game. So in a comic book scenario, that's you're talking about like like gold. Yeah. If you're a writer or you're an artist, you say here, take this and run with it. Forget about it. It's over. I mean, I I can't. And I'm a I'm a I'm a sucker for a really phenomenal game, but I'm by no stretch a gamer. 
when I tell you I was so invested in some of these characters, Dutch Vandalier himself, the the big bad, uh, as it were, the gang leader who was at one point a mentor, I would love to see him soft or him young, him learning. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, how he became all salty. Yeah, or or uh, uh, Charles Smith, uh, half black, half Indian character. I, I was, I want to know everything about uh, everything about that character. And and the last pitch I have is is sad for anyone who's played it. Uh, Sadie Adler, uh, literally goes from mm-hmm. from victim to this amazing cow cowgirl. I don't know how else to put it. She's a she's a <laughs> badass. Um, I think this is a book that could run. Easily. She's a cow woman. Yeah, exactly. I think she would probably pull a Becky Lynch and be like, "I'm a motherfucking cowboy, motherfucker." You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm no less or different than. Uh, I mean, I think it's a, I think it's a no-brainer. And honestly, once we decided on the topic, and I really started thinking about it, it popped into my head so aggressively that I'm like annoyed it doesn't right, exist right. yet. Yeah, now now you're <laughs> now you're legitimately pissed that it doesn't exist. I mean, you know, honestly, I could see it um, if you wanted to do like a multi-title thing. Because don't forget, I mean, there are like you said, there are uh, many things happening in that world simultaneously, and uh, it becomes hard with the crossovers um, to 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 follow this person or that person, or do you follow this group or that group? I mean, you can make it so that, like, rather than a standard comic book title uh, following a character or a group, you could have a title just be um, of the particular town and what's happening in the town at that moment. So you might have this gang dip in and out of your pages. You might have, you know, this bank robbery happening, that train robbery happening, this Indian massacre happening over here. You know, it's all almost like um, you know, like the, the spaghetti western in the cinematic world where like uh, it's, it's, it's things like Tombstone or, or uh, you know, or Deadwood and like the, the towns themselves are a central character. And what happens, the characters that go in and out of those uh, that those towns, they, they, they're the ones you're following for that particular issue. Um, but that would make for like some really interesting issue to issue storylines because let's listen, you know, you, you got Dutch and the grant and the gang They're they're here one day, they're gone the next, you don't know what's going on. So if you're a comic book reader, you got to go follow, uh, you know, another title to follow. If you want to know what's going on specifically with Dutch, it might be interesting timeline wise. Yeah. I, I just, I, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't want it more. As much as I know, I'm gonna have to wait eight years for the huh. next uh, Red Dead Redemption. Uh, I think we could fill All in right. a lot of blanks and tell almost endless uh, stories. It, it's a to me again, no brainer. Needs to happen. I'm I'm willing to put together that team for you. Um, yeah, just I, I I literally I'm salivating at the <laughs> thought of it. Yeah, no, I, I can certainly, um, I can certainly see that as an as an thing. And you know what? For a company like Rockstar Games, um, now that you say it again, I'm surprised that it, it doesn't exist because that sounds like exactly the type of promotional thing that they would do. You know, I could see a, uh, you know, a turnaround comic book stand in like a GameStop or something like that to promote the comic. 
I could definitely see that happening legitimately. And again, I'll, 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 I'm willing to waive my commission. Just give me the book. I just want to read it. Huh. What about nice. you? What popped into your head when we started talking about uh, these stories that somehow avoided the, uh, the you know, four-color funniness? You know what? Um, so, so again, uh, just to give the uh, the listener a little insight, you know, we we um, we lay down the gauntlet for topics, and uh, then we, then we return to our own personal little corners of the world, our little hovels, to put our heads down and see what we come up with. I don't know about you, but when we have these little special homework assignments. I'm petrified. I'm like, that son of a bitch better not come up with any of mine. That's like my biggest freaking fear because I'm like, okay, I feel real prepared. I know exactly what it is I want to come to the table with. If this son of a bitch steals any of mine, I'm going to be heated. I always do two extra, and they're always wildly (laughs) less thought out. (laughs) They're like the the donut tire of ideas. They're like, technically, they're a tire. They're vaguely round. They hold air. They'll, they'll get you maybe a mile or so down the road, but it's it's not a uh, it's not a good year certainly. That's for sure. Um, you know, I, I feel the exact same way. So so um, I, I wanted to come out swinging just in case this one populated one of your lists. You can be relegated to a donut tire idea. Um, what I what I am shocked does not exist as of yet uh and frankly i will be uh, more than shocked will be purely angry if i go to my grave and it doesn't exist is um a, a purely written and illustrated by frank miller iliad and odyssey complete Ugh. complete story comic I want the whole thing from beginning to end. Frank Miller, who, who lovingly, and uh, uh, you know, uh, yeah, he brought us every every hanging schwatz, every decapitated head, every <laughs> bloody panel from three hundred. Um, he put that, uh, you know, in four color funny book goodness. That story from the history pages. Of the the Battle of Thermopylae, he put he brought that to the popular nerd canon and uh, put it in comic book format for us forever. And obviously, uh, that went on to become one of the most awesome, in my opinion, movies. Uh, my adrenaline junkie filled little teenage uh, body could have asked for. Um, Three hundred. Uh, I would love, love, love to see and read and feel in my little sweaty palms. A Frank Miller comic book of the Iliad and the Odyssey. Um, can you just friggin' imagine? First of all, how awesome would that look? You know, you you have I the mean, Iliad. I... Yeah, you have the Song of Iliad, the, the the ancient Greek epic poem. I'll even you know you could even leave the 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 hexameter. You know, Homer's own uh, you know pacing. You can you can. Uh, pepper in there uh in the in the 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 bubbles um up there goes the one so um i just think it would be absolutely awesome you know all of the i mean basically it's a it is a comic book without panels as it is you know you have all of i i mean all of the uh, you know all of the 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 characters that have become 
Um, he like says Achilles. Imagine how is Achilles not running around the comic book pages? Ajax, you know, swinging a swinging a, a hammer around before anybody even thought about putting Thor on the pages. Um, it it seems know, like such low hanging fruit actually that well, no one's right? done it. Like, it is and, and it is such, such an origin, such rich material that like the 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 worst hack of all time could just like you know grab handfuls of low hanging fruit as you say and look like a freaking total uh, genius. You know between Priam and Hector and Aeneas, um, you know you have a ton of awesome. Uh, female characters. I mean, you have Helen and uh, Andrew Anchi and Cassandra. Um, you know, you have the gods in. You know, pepper it in and out. And that's you see, that's the one thing. If if uh, if you were talking about like the cinematic, um, the cinematic uh, uh, attempts at it, I think Troy was really one of the the best ones that that they put up on stage, uh, put up on the screen. But the one thing, the the really the only knock that I could put on Troy would be that they really did not um, give much uh, credence to the to the god angle that that Homer really put in there. You know, it was almost a religious text at the time. Yeah, you could. They, they were like they were petrified to to dance well, with it. That always felt like a movie that never got out of. And I I love Troy. I really do. Mm-hmm. I, I can't pretend I don't dig the shit out of that movie. It does feel a little bit like it never got out of second gear. What? Just when you look at it, when you look at it and what it could have been, the content they avoided was oh was well, so. I mean, it it could have been a trilogy. Oh, absolutely. You know, but but again, but that's I mean, what I mean. This, I, I think we agree. Really... I think we agree on yeah, that. Yeah, they and... like. Hell, and they, this they is the, the, themselves. The, the exception that proves my rule that the story. I mean, and again, that was just a section lifted from uh, the Iliad was, you know, the Battle of Troy. So imagine that entire saga. I mean, you're talking about a comic book run. You might have a century comic book. You know, you might have a hundred issue comic book run just to tell that freaking story you know by the time you know by the time prim is kicking kicking his feet up and uh you know the pillars are on fire you 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 might be up to uh issue 75 and doing a uh an alternate foil cover yeah <laughs> uh you know just just, just just to keep sales going but i mean the the storyline is just begging 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 and in in that frank miller style you know like the, the yeah the action I... that Forget, forget about it. it would I, be think, just I think I think freaking tremendous. I also think the material is so strong. It, he, he, it'll be less likely for him to kind of fall into some of his traps. And don't get me wrong, the guy's I mean, a, a genius. You talk about drawing the Schwartzes? No, I am fine with the Schwartz drawing. Oh, okay. uh, but we we can't we we can't discredit her at all. We need Lynn Varley doing the colors. Oh yeah. Oh, like no, no, all absolutely. I can think of is the Dark Knight lightning bolt cover, and mm-hmm. the, like the th- it feels like a hundred shades of fucking blue. Could you imagine <laughs> right, right. those well, covers? The, Could you imagine those splash pages? Could you the, imagine the, the what you would bring to the table? And the, the the blood that like looks like it's liquid, like it's coming off the pages, and like a, you know the speckle with the dirt, uh, you know the sand from the battlefields, and uh, um, forget about it. I mean, it feels like it feels like the comic itself was 
in those you know in that war was from that time and 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 you know con- conversely by the time that you got around to the odyssey um and and you have um you know and, and homer is just you know dragging poor odysseus through hell and literally hell and high water to get him home um worse than that lets him go home for like just a sneak just just like a, a weekend retreat and they're like, no, sorry, just kidding. You got to go back out again and go do a whole bunch of other shit before yeah. you can go home. And, um, you know, the, that that poor son of a bitch, like what he got dragged through and like literally getting dragged from all corners of the known world at a time. I mean, I would it would just make for a freaking amazing comic book series. It really would. It, uh, I just, I, I it, again, it feels like one of those things that like, the fact that it's not tangible yet pisses me how, off a little yeah. bit. How, That's how, pretty how, much how the way I'm gonna. Exist? I'm gonna gauge this whole episode based on that. Like, why the fuck <laughs> aren't you real? Uh, with that in mind, I, I think I'm gonna go a little bit outside of your, uh, outside of your wheelhouse a little bit, and probably the listeners too. But uh, this was a, a New York Times notable book from 2017, uh, and that's the Book of Joan. Uh, I'm not sure. Have you ever heard oh. of that? Sure, of course. Uh, which is, I'm going to butcher her name. Uh, Lydia Yuknovich is my best sure. attempt. Yeah, um, I love the Book of Own, uh, Joan. It's the it's the story of Joan of Arc set in a, in a kind of a post-apocalyptic uh, mm. future. Um, it is it is fan-goddamn-tastic. I quite literally <laughs> think I spent five or six bucks on this when I was traveling somewhere. And I saw it, and I remember the cover so... I got a paperback version of it, and I remember the the cover so well. It's just this, like, a boss woman standing in a field, and there's, like, a dying tree. Uh, it, it, it's burnt so well in my head. It's the story of Jonah Arc, but obviously set in the future. It is fantastic. When I started thinking about it, though, a lot of its acclaim came for... came because of how... Um, wonderful of a book it was for women well everyone that's also read it has kind of told me there's a whole another level that that's akin to you know my obsession with vibe because he's a, a latin character in a in a whitewashed superhero world a lot of people kind of said the same thing about the book of joan for uh women it was it was considered um uh, some of the reviews for it is brilliant and incendiary, radically new, full of mechanical invention and page-turning momentum. And who immediately popped into my mind as a creative team to to adapt this and bring it to the world of comics. Uh, just because visually, um, one of the things that popped in my head was All-Star Superman. Uh, mm. I have to go with Grant Morrison and Frank uh, Quitley. The one problem nice. is I would love a female voice. Um, uh-huh. The truth is they popped into my head. So my my solution is you bring on the author to uh, to to make sure that her message comes across properly. But if we put together the team that brought us uh, New X Men, the masterpiece uh-huh. again that is All Star Superman. I mean I I don't know. I don't know if there have been collaborators who've worked as well together uh, in the past, unless we talk about straight up legends. Because I put them on that on on the the Lee Kirby level personally. Right. So them adapting sure. this story seems like such a natural fit. 
It is a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant book, um, which I highly recommend. But again, to add that visual element to the to the entirety of the story, it, it would just you know it, it would knock me out of my uh, knock me out of my booties, uh, as it were. I think it's just it's fantastic, and in this day and age, especially, I, I think we we put a lot of lip service to to you know female led books. This is this is a uh, this is a story that works for everyone, while yeah. still especially working for women come on you, you we have a battleground world it's it's I, I i can't say enough about it without kind of spoiling it but it's it's an endless war um this charismatic and i i, I just i i don't want to give away the story because i feel like uh no no it, it might you, be a little you, lost on people it is so riveting that's like and a, so page turning this is gonna be this is gonna be a reference for mostly my particular age demographic, but like within a span of about five years, uh, it's really tight. Uh, so anybody who remembers the MTV Rock and Jock specials, they usually rolled around once or twice a year, and uh, during the summertime they would have a uh, MTV Rock and Jock uh, softball game. And um, yes. one of the one of the uh, one of the features you could call for like a multi-run ball. So like if somebody like a Jose Canseco was coming up to the plate and their team was down by four runs, he could call like a five-run ball. And if he hit a home run with that five with that specific ball, then it was uh, sure enough it was worth five runs. That Charlie pick. The artist uh, writing collaboration to, uh, and the subject matter that my friend was a Jose Canseco <laughs> MTV Rock and Jock five run home run ball that is dynamite. I would not just buy that comic. Um, who wh- whatever comic shop was lucky enough to have me discover the comic. In while while I was in their presence, even if I was visiting from out of town, I would start my pull list with them specifically for that comic, so that I never missed it, and uh, they would earn my business for life, even if it was only for that title. That's a that's a no that's a no brainer. If anybody is listening in the comic book world, um, that well, first of all, cut us a check because we got all kinds of great ideas, <laughs> but. Uh, here's the other one. Do do that. Do what my brother just said. That would be amazing. I, again, it's when you talk about absolutes. Now, one spoiler: uh, they are allegedly adapting it into a movie. So we know yeah, how sometimes you, you, these adaptations can hurt us. Oh, I, yeah. I don't necessarily want it tied in because this is. Uh, I'm a little nervous of them adapting 300 pages. That are so good into mm-hmm. a single movie makes me nervous because you're able to yeah, kind of always. I feel I feel like as a reader we fill in blanks when it's so beautifully described. Like sh- she's not she's not George R. R. Martin where like a marble was described for twenty pages. She's like shit's right. fucked up. Am I right? And you're like fuck yeah it is. So yeah. I feel like. I feel like if I even knew well, there was to be, definitely to be uh, fair, a George R. R. Martin, he really goes on and on like that more so when he's describing food. But yeah, no, I, I think we gave you meaning. <laughs> you 
You don't eat marbles? Fuck, I'm fat. <laughs> no, that that would be... Uh, and again, it's one of those things where you can close your eyes and almost picture it. Um, yeah, that that would be uh, that would be outstanding. And and you know what? And I do like your style. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna move us along. I I particularly like your style because um, with certain certain subjects, the artists that you attribute to the book are very important because obviously the aesthetic comic book aesthetics is you know it's you we. You're supposed to judge a comic by its cover, like that. That rule doesn't apply. So, um, no, I, I think you, I think you nailed it. But similarly, um, for my for my next pick, now anyone anyone who has talked to me for for maybe five minutes should know. And I'm I'm talking about like employees at Dunkin' Donuts, homeless people <laughs> I may have dug a couple of quarters out of my pocket for. Uh, stray, stray squirrels that I throw a couple of almonds to every day. Anyone who knows me knows for my affinity uh, for for the quintessential novel, the the first novel officially ever written, and to and in my opinion, the greatest novel ever written. Um, subsequently, one of the greatest musicals ever written. Um, but for me, it's it's Don Quixote by uh, by. Um, Cervantes specifically avoided it avoided choosing that because I fucking knew I yeah I would have I would have gotten into the jeep drove out the hour and a half from New Jersey to Long Island just to slap you across the mouth from stealing for stealing this from me if you had the audacity um Don Quixote for anyone who doesn't know it's not just Don Q rum uh you know known for cheaping (laughs) cheapingly getting as drunk uh when it needs to get done um, Don Quixote is uh, officially the the first novel. Uh, technically, it's it really has that um, that title. Um, just absolutely unbelievable uh, stories, poignant, and it's um and and the interesting thing about Don Quixote is that it's a it's a collection of adventures. So it's almost built like an ongoing comic book story arc would run. Now my version of Don Quixote, since it's a it's a a college level masterful opus comic. Um, it's automatically has to be graphic novel level. Um, my version is written by no none other by, than Neil Gaiman. Because Ooh, you the, son of a bitch, the, that's a powerhouse. Because because the 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 content and and what I mean literally what occurs in 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 the Don's head. Um, certainly is it's it's complete fantasy. He's totally insane. It's 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 known. Like there's no maybe he's crazy, maybe he's not. No, Don Quixote is crazy. Everything that he's going around and doing is is apeshit nuts. You know, he's seeing uh he's seeing a four armed giant attacking the countryside, but the fact is it's just a windmill. Everybody else knows it's a windmill. Fat boy Sancho Panza riding along next to him knows it's a windmill. Doesn't matter. My man charges at it anyway. But in in much the same way that like uh, Mr. Magoo, um, you know, can blindly go into go into action. You know, Dunk Q, he still gets things done in the real world, and that's like one of the most amazing things. And and the the thoughts and the conversations that are had, I think Neil Gaiman would be like a perfect 
perfect scribe to, to commit that to paper. But here's the kicker. The entire thing, the entire Sheboygan would be illustrated, drawn, and colored by Alex Ross. Oh, you bitch. You're a bitch. So now and I just... hate you for how good that is. <laughs> so just imagine these hardcover, beautifully bound, um, you know, masterpieces uh, put together by current masters, inspired by one of the original masters, Miguel de Cervantes, um, the one-handed, uh, you know, Latino scribe of the ages. Well, before there was Hamilton, there was Cervantes. Um, I would pay every penny in my pocket today, tomorrow, twice on Sunday, I, well into my retirement. My children can take on the debt because it still wouldn't be paid off at that point. It would be like college loans. <laughs> you still owe. They don't care if you're dead. They don't care if you're sick. They don't care if you're done. I would pay, 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 pay. Oh, if I could own... Honestly, I'd be content, Charlie, just to read it. I don't even have to own it. It could be like one of those... Uh, in the library, not allowed to leave the premises type books with a metal strip in it and security tackles you by the door if you even deign to carry it with you into the bathroom type of book. I would do whatever I had to do uh, to get my hands on that book. That that comic would be an absolute game changer. Yeah, without without question, that is that is potentially genre defining i mean really it's you know f forget about like I, I think that you would run out of room on the on the 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 hundredth reprint of the hard cover pressing for the awards that it has accumulated across the board but i mean oh god can't just uh i can i i mean i can literally imagine it and um you know i, I think i just filled the cup because it's it's, it's really just everything I dreamed of. Yeah, no, that's. <laughs> I'm I, I'm I was I was so confident with my next pick. <laughs> and I and I I don't want to say I'm not confident now because that seems like a like a lie. It's just. Oof, magoof, that was that was heavy. That was heavy. So uh, with with with, <laughs> with my next pick, I, I I have to just go with something that um, I love because I think what we've done done so far is we have built these books that that need to happen. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, yes. but but if I had to if I had to deduct a point, and again, don't get me wrong with the Odyssey. Especially, you're you're talking about a, a hundred books is no short run, um, but I but I, I do think one thing is is the books we've kind of described so far kind of do have somewhat finite endings unless you delve fully into the world, um, which which would be very easy to do. Um, but one book universe that when I saw it on screen, my first thought was that it must have been a comic, or it must have been a manga. It seemed so well visualized already that it, it, it had to be something else, you know? Have you ever felt that way at a movie or with a TV show? You're like, this has, this has hundreds and hundreds yeah. of something that, that created it. I felt that way about The Fifth Element. 
I uh, love. You know, I actually. Did you that, really? That went in and out of my mind. I swear to God, yes. That's so funny. It's 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 the way the Fifth Element left us. It was a it's a it's a pretty perfectly contained movie in a lot of ways. But what's amazing about it is even with with just our kind of starring cast from the movie, there's a ton more adventures for for even just just you know Lilu. Um, Who's this this amazing backstory of like she looks like a hot girl. She's actually weird like weird robot alien crazy, you know, anteater looking fucking thing. So I, I thought about that world and I thought about that world and I thought about how well defined it was. And of all people, the, the guy who popped into my head to to put ink to paper uh, for it visually was Dave Gibbons of uh, Watchmen fame. Oh, wow. Wow. Just, just think, and and again, I don't wanna, I don't wanna relegate him to one style. Uh, I, I think he has done, he has proven he could be diverse. But if you, if you put him at, at his finest, his his masterwork has always been been Watchmen to me. I think of the funeral scene specifically had such a a beautiful melancholy compared to the 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 kind of group shot. Uh, which looked like it had life to it. It's it always has this like not gritty. Gritty's the wrong term. There's a there's a, a layer of of reality to everything he draws. I mean, Rorschach had a purple band on his hat, but Rorschach right. looks menacing. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, totally. so him bringing that that ridiculous at times neon world visually to light. And then I had to go to, to in my opinion, one of the absolute most underappreciated current writers, uh, Kyle Higgins. Um, Kyle Higgins, for, for anyone who's not in the know, Kyle Higgins is the, the man behind a, a lot of my favorite Nightwing books. The guy's, wow. the guy's a genius. If he, if, he, <clears throat> if he even likes Fifth Element a little bit, which how could he not? I feel like he would go nuts with this. Um, there's really nothing that stands out to me other than than Nightwing, but he's done uh, he's done issues of Master of the Universe, Batman Beyond, Secret Origins, Batman Eternal. Mm-hmm. For Image, he yeah, did issues of, of Cowl. Like when you see his style, you like you just instantly kind of know. Yeah, his his. The way he's able to pace a story and and script a story, I think if you hand him the world of Fifth Element, because as opposed to a lot of our other options, there's he he's gonna have to create a lot because that movie ends mm-hmm. and it it ends relatively um, concluded, you know, and right. and and given this comic would be called the Fifth Element as a nod to the film, it, it's kind of an inappropriate mm-hmm. title, except when we put. Lilu in center stage and that to me is the linchpin right. of the story um mm-hmm. as much as 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 uh luke besson is a genius um i think he created and crafted these characters that i absolutely want to come back to uh you yeah, know time and time that's again that's a world that is that is so worth revisiting because also like you're talking about the socioeconomic um situation of like that future how did that future come to pass um also like the the 
the the the ancient alien aspect of it, the way that the, the way that the movie began you know having you know the the aliens come down to the pyramids i mean that's one of the first times that i've really had the concept of like oh there were aliens around at the time of the pyramids on earth uh idea uh strum into, into my head i mean i i'll, I'll admit that first and 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 now that's one of the things that i'm obsessed with is like that whole ancient alien theory type stuff i love looking for little little uh historical uh easter eggs like that um so yeah i i i love it man i i think that especially with the timeline you can you can bounce all around the timeline from from in the past to the to the to the future uh to kind of show how certain things correlate also and and uh, you know seeds that were planted well in the past come and spring up now in the future and what they mean yeah man i think that would be i think that would be absolutely freaking nuts as a comic and just and just visually could you just imagine some of the aliens they could create because ultimately Um, we didn't see we didn't see that many different species you know the movie didn't Mm -hmm. have a star wars budget there was the the ugly aliens the blue aliens there was the robot looking aliens Uh, and well you had to pay luke perry so automatically your budget is you know cut in half well you gotta do what you gotta do me personally too it's (laughs) it's it's uh, i could just imagine those police officers being drawn with the giant like shoulder pad and mm-hmm. and light I could see it i could see it it's another one that i i think it's a book that that especially with kyle higgins you don't have to take it overly serious but you you can and a lot of times that's yeah. the best storytelling is you could read five mm-hmm. or six issues um of of just amazing classic comic book feeling story and then you could dive into a volume that really really gets a deep dive a deep dive into that whole universe you can't tell me you don't want more ruby rod you do you, yeah you, no, you, of course you do everyone uh does and if it inspires a another movie so be it you know now we'll have adaptable resources uh it's it's a an amazing movie but i honestly think it's one of those things where the comic could even elevate it beyond its current status. I think it becomes a yeah, a, a mainstay. Again, that feels was, a little that, like Judge Dread to me. My my Judge Dread love is kind of showing today, but uh, huh. it's a much different perspective. It's it's a lot less melancholy. Ultimately, it, the the theme of that movie is hope. Uh, I, no, a, no, definitely. It, yeah, it's, it's you know, much it, brighter. It circles much, around much more uplifting. While yeah, still no, being, you know, featuring an airport that half of it is garbage, so it's a it's a <laughs> nice right. balance, I think, for a story. And you could jump on a uh, you could jump on a luxury cruise liner, uh, you know, flying through space. Why not? Yeah, it makes perfect sense if you really don't think about it too much. Because if not, it's just weird as fuck. It's just yeah, weird. No, think, thinking about it has no has no place in this narrative. Um, the no, only that's, other add-on is I would want once a year, if it was a, a a monthly, maybe every other year, I I just need Zorg to be in like a Christmas issue, <laughs> every couple of years, <laughs> just yeah. And it's weird, but I almost want them to make like, you know, Gary Oldman comes back to just shoot a commercial for it. I know comics <laughs> don't have commercials. Zorg, I just, I just want Zorg that weird little Santa. headpiece. Get this kid off my lap. 
I could dig it, bro. I could dig it. Can you dig it? <laughs> All right. So, so, uh, uh, so from my final entrant, um, again, you you have to stay close to home with the things you love, and um, that's usually where the most, uh, where where most unfulfilled desires come from. And for for me, uh, narratively, uh, Stephen King fills my cup. Most most days of the week, I avoided and, uh, all of Stephen King just man. in case. I, <laughs> you know, when I'm when I'm pulling up the covers to my chinny chin chin, and uh, yeah, I'm saying my prayers, I took my vitamins. Stephen King is always up, uh, so always up in there, like with a with a one shot. I'm like, please take care of Stephen King because <laughs> I I need his annual uh, addition to my library, um, and uh, of all the amazing stories that he has given us and uh and naturally obviously they always come in uh in prose form first um and they've gone on to be uh, in some cases tremendous tremendous other uh, things uh content wise movies and, and tv shows sometimes not the greatest but um they they um, sometimes the the translations don't even hold the candle to to what the original uh, that inspired them, but um, I'm willing to roll the dice on this one, and uh, I say this because as disappointing as the Dark Tower was cinematically, and I, I hope that it was just a swing and a miss, a foul tip, maybe into the stands, and uh, we're going to give it another go in, in one capacity or another, um, but as poor of, of reception and as bad as I felt about the, uh, the Dark Tower on the big screen, um... The Dark Tower in comic book format has been just tremendous. It's unbelievable. Our, um, the the and and the way that they did it, the the way they kind of went off to the side, I think was just absolutely brilliant because obviously there's so much content amongst the seven or eight books. Um, as it is, I, I think the comic really did a beautiful job. But what I would love to see, and frankly, again, cannot believe does not exist already would be a comic book adaptation of one of my favorite Stephen King books, The Stand. Oh my it god! Is so perfect for a comic book run. And they've and they've fooled around with it. They've TV movie did of the the, the TV special did. They've talked about putting on the uh, putting on the oh. screen, you know, multiple uh, multiple movies, maybe this, that and the other thing. Fine, whatever, do what you gotta do. I, I realize other people have bills to pay, but in the comic book world, Stephen King's The Stand would make for such a tremendously awesome comic, and I would do so by reteaming one of my favorite writer artist pairings of all time. And I think that for the for The Stand, I think they were they were born to do it. I want to see freaking robert kirkman and tony Moore, oh you piece right, of garbage and draw that's the book solid respectively it would be freaking perfect it would be perfect kirkman and Moore, as we all know from walking dead fame walking Dead, the comic book fame um who better to to write big casts of characters with multiple storylines but one large overall plot 
moving forward and kind of like carrying the weight of that story forward and turning the pages for the reader. Um, I think it would, Charlie, I think it would just be a friggin' home run. I, I am going to self-proclaim a Jose Canseco five-run home run ball shot for myself. I almost on this one because I, I I think it's I think it's an impossible to miss type of scenario. Now, do you do you break it into three giant sections, or do you just let it run? Well, no, no, I, I I would have it run like it's its own comic. Um, so I would really have it bounce around, and and again, I'm really a sucker for when somebody adapts something that I love originally. I want a panel for panel, shot for shot, page for page adaptation. That's that's always the way my heart tells me that it should be done. I realize artistically, <laughs> um, the, the next artists that come along and um, you know they they get involved and and they take it. They they have to put their own, um, you know, they, they gotta steer the ship on their own yeah so so i realize that that can't be necessarily the case and when people do try to do shot for shot type things they often get shit for it but um no no i i think just like a straight forward you know just just like the influenza hits and the biological warfare happens and the pandemic is page three and you're off to the races and what what is it 99 and a half percent you wipe out ninety nine and a half a percent in like issue one, and you just <laughs> off to the races. Now let me I mean, ask you I, this: I, I, I want it all. I I have just I have I have one weird question, and that's just just because you told me this forever ago, but they uh-huh. kept changing the 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 year right. Like the like the original printing takes place in the late seventies, then it's early eighties, then it's early nineties. Is that what happened? Do you do that? Well, do you do it that it's like Project Blue is two thousand nineteen? No, well, well, like I said, I, to be totally honest with you, I mean, the the uh, the timestamps and things like that, I don't think are necessarily as important because again, uh, I'll give you Walking Dead and um, if Walking Dead is a movie. Um, what's the first thing people ask? What caused the outbreak? And as anybody who reads Walking Dead knows, fuck cares. Like that's not the point. Um, so so I, I really think that the 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 weight and the, the, the payoff for the stand is 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 not really in the specific details of uh, you know of all that. I'm just trying to visualize the, the, the way it would look. To be honest, yeah, yeah, no, no, I, I hear what you're saying, um, no, but, but like I said, you know, the, the, the fact that you have these, these, you know, so many characters, so, and they're all busy at the same time, you know, uh, and just kind of, you can, can you imagine like the, the panel shuttling back and forth from Boulder to Vegas? No, and, uh, I, I, not only can I, I, I would just, I fucking can. <laughs> You know, and you can even uh, you can even draw Randall Flagg the same way that he's drawn in the Dark Tower comics. If you wanted to, you know, throw uh, an uber nerd like myself a bone, and then get him to overflow the cup, maybe. 
Um, but no, no, I, I think I would just make for like a nuts comic. I really do. Again, if if anybody's listening, all these names are are very active and out and about. Um, you know this this can happen. If you guys are looking for a last minute Christmas gift for me, this can be the one. Now my real now my real question is. The wait. Did they over did Marvel adapt this? Dude, I think Not this exists. No. Get the fuck out of here. 2008. Why haven't we heard about this? When? They did How? they did six Why? runs? Who? They did six arcs. 36 you issues. It has to suck, huh? I'm sorry, 31 issues. I've never I've never heard Neither of it. Neither have I. I was looking Get up pictures to see if anyone did art. But yeah, Captain Trips came out in 2008. American Nightmares, March 11th, 2009. Soul Survivors, 2009. Hard Cases, No Man's Land, and The Night Has Come. What? Wow. I think they have and to do it again like that, because I have never. The wheels have come off. I've never 2008 to 2012, based on the novel, based on the 90s version. So I guess it mattered to someone. No fucking way. 31 issues divided into six story arcs completed the telling of the unabridged novel. He's, uh, Stephen King served as Get creative and executive director. Out. Well, we have to read. Now we have new homework. We have to read 31 yeah, issues now, or something. Now I have something to. Holy crap. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to, to, to throw us off, but my head just exploded. Yeah, no, mine, mine too. I got to go pick up the pieces. I mean, did you travel in time and convince them to do this? Dude, it looks beautiful. I mean, may, maybe so. So like I was saying, uh, if anybody's looking <laughs> for a last-minute Christmas gift, that is nuts. Oh, my God. I got to have this. But who the fuck was the writer? Mike Perkins and Laura Martin were the uh, artists. They did a good job. Wow. Hmm. Wow. Wow. All right. Well, just go ahead and scratch that off my list. And uh, so my first two uh, <laughs> projects that I'd like to see. Well, I happen to, to I happen to love it. Uh, I mean, gee, I, see, now I'm petrified. It won't live up. It won't live up to what we set up. But oof, magoof. <laughs> wow, I got to get that. This is crazy. Again, it, it looks good. It, it, it kind of... You know what's funny is it, it looks a little Walking Dead to me. Does it, well, there you go. Great minds think alike. Son of a bitch. <laughs> so weird. I th It's still a valid... Why don't we know about this, though? I have no clue. And to be honest, I am informed electronically about all things Stephen King related. The fact that he did not shoot off an email to me immediately upon the completion of this publication has me really angry at that little jerk. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I feel like he owes you money. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. All right. Well, sir, I will pass the baton. Sir, the last thing I'll say, I'll I'll take us home on this. This is the first line of the first review I found. Over the course of 31 issues collected in six volumes, Marvel has produced arguably the finest novel to comics adaptation ever. You time traveled. I must. 
You don't and lie to me. You went back in time. And it's ironic because no one's more anti-time travel than me. I, I, it's, I feel like, I feel like my whole world has been a lie. <laughs> so help me God, if I get an email that Kyle Higgins did in fact write Fifth Element, I'm kicking someone's ass. I don't care what they say. I, I loved your, your adaptations. Um, I'm so curious about the stand now. That's what's exploding my brain. But, uh, but I, I, I loved it. Uh, <laughs> exactly. 31 issues. Get reading, suckers. Uh, I, you know, it, it's one of those weird things that part of part of the joy of working on U.S. comics is getting to kind of embrace this this wholly original world. But one of the things that I love most about comics is is there really are so many tent poles for so many people. Um, again, the way we kind of started the episode is the way we're going to end it. There's a ton of properties that are being adapted better than ever with so much potential and so many times the comic i mean look at look at sabrina on uh on netflix now that's based off of the rebooted comic which was only they only bothered to reboot it because of its weird abc television show which they only did because archie comics were so pop it's it's strange how this stuff kind of ebbs and flows and and gets a second chance at life you know, we're, we're, we're looking down the barrel of the 35th anniversary of Ghostbusters, and that comic book has given me so much content sure. that as much as another movie would be great, it's like I don't, I don't need it. This stuff can live on, and, and comic books a lot of times are the most dependable way because you can screw up an issue. You can screw up two issues. Right. Then you come right back with that hot fire or that new arc, and you, uh, you want us back. It, it's, you know, I hope all this stuff gets made, and if the stand was as good as people are saying, hell, that just like that, there's 31 of something. Son of a not bitch. one, not two, not a two-hour movie. There's a there's a giant fat pile of something that that I, I I kind of always knew I wanted, but I never pieced it together until you said it. And shit, it turned out I have to go to the 90s. I could have had that my whole damn life. Uh, it's it's amazing, you know what? Uh, it always makes me think about what we would want. Uh, our stuff to transition to if it if it succeeded in its first form Mm -hmm. but uh i suppose those are the thoughts that that we can save for for later (laughs) uh thank you so much for joining us today please let us know what you thought about the list right here at read us comics um that's our instagram that's our facebook that's our everything come say hi tell us an opinion tell us what you'd like to uh have us talk about next what you want to argue about we're game for all of it i am very bored most of the time i will directly respond for the ceo of u.s comics with two of the best ideas ever my name is charlie rivera i'm the coo and i promise you one thing and one thing only we will be back Hell on yeah. these microphones sooner than you're ready for. Make sure you rate, comment, and subscribe. And until then, we will catch you later in the wonderful year of 2019. Peace, jerks. Peace.